Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and our buddy Landon Mayer is back in town for another episode. How you doing, Landon? I'm great. How you doing, Marvin? Uh, as always, just trying to stay out of trouble and this time of year, stay cool. How's uh, how's the fishing been in your part of the world? Yeah, I hear you there. It's It's been good. Fishing's been good. It's it's definitely timing is everything and, and fly fishing in life, right? So it's been warm water, getting out early, staying out late in the evening, just trying to time the day to defeat the heat and most importantly, protect the resource and make sure the fish are living and swimming to fight another day. So we've had warmer temperatures and reservoirs and rivers alike and just some amazing weather from hailstorms to tornadoes to flash floods. We pretty much received it all. The good news I'm happy to announce is we've stayed away from a lot of the fires that tend to plague Colorado. So I'm thankful for that, but it's, it's been a warm one for sure. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because, I mean, I guess, you know, if you don't move and you kind of fish down in the valley floor, you know, I, I've been with you, um, you know, on the dream stream and there's not a lot of flow to that water. So I'd imagine if you get really hot, that water spikes up pretty quickly. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. And, you know, you got to get back out, man. That was a blast sitting the dream with you and being able to do cleanups with you and it's 100% true. The water that we would normally have this time of year would be post runoff, but even flows as high as two, three, 400 CFS is pretty common for us. And we're dealing with flows anywhere from 130 down to even 70 CFS on the dream stream. And Cheeseman and Deckers have been plagued with some floods, which was catastrophic event and very unfortunate. So we've received rain, but instead of being a slow, easy rain coming in, it's been really harsh and direct and fast and furious. So yeah, we're definitely looking for more water to be cooled off and some shorter days and some cooling evenings, but we're definitely uh, enjoying some of the hatches early for sure. Yeah. And I guess, you know, I guess the magic number is right. You know, once you get above about 66 to 68, you really need to find something else to do, right? Absolutely. I appreciate you bringing that up, but 68 is, is the number for sure. If you're getting close to 68, you know, Wade with caution, fish with caution, and anytime it reaches that, it's it's best to just leave the resource and the fish to rest. And we don't want to fight lethargic fish or fish that are battling temperatures. And one of the things I'd love to do is, you know, getting out early, you have a chance to be pre-hatch is a good way to think of it, where you're throwing attractors or you're throwing flies that are going to be arriving to fish, even when it's warm and you can't fish to them in midday hatches. The trout know that there's going to be some midges and some trichos that are going to be coming down the pipeline. So you can fish those. And in the evening hours, some of the best caddis fishing can be found, you know, anywhere from 5, 6 o'clock p.m. until dark. So you can have a chance to throw larger caddis and larger dries. And that can be really productive as well. So it allows you a chance to not only while you're giving back and protecting the resource, a chance to fish some unique flies or even unmatch the hatch and get some of those fish to look up so you can find some awesome rewards. Yeah. So have you been kind of juggling your guide days to kind of do half days and either take people out early or take people out late? Absolutely. Yeah. Half days. I've also targeted some of the reservoirs and deeper waters, taking out the fly craft, trying to hit some of the zone where there's drop ledges from three to eight to 12 feet or even beyond. So that's worked out and also hitting different species, concentrating on carp, hitting some pike bites in the stormy afternoons. And it gives you a chance to not only have opportunities for large trout and opportunities for hatches to chase trout, but you can do the same with the other species and in, in still waters and rivers, but definitely bouncing around and making it a half day venture. And I think the afternoon bite 
can extend a little bit longer than the morning bite. So I think I've I've been really focusing on that and tend to do some of the early afternoons, you know, and the late evening hours can give you sometimes four or five, even six hours, depending on what the weather's doing. Yeah. And I would imagine, right, you're probably maybe stepping up on tippet a little bit so you can bring those fish in a little bit faster, even if you are kind of within kind of the high end of safe. <laughs> exactly. Finally have a chance to not worry about six or seven X game and late in the afternoons towards the evening, you can get into the four X and even three X on the larger drives. So it gives you a chance to not break fish off, to keep flies, you know, in the box, not in mouth, and also have a chance to get fish in a little bit faster and not overplay the fish. So that, that definitely helps in a big way. Yeah. And are there options kind of in South park or elsewhere for people to kind of go up to try to beat the heat too? I think so. I mean, the reservoirs are the biggest draw, I think, for the warming days. If you have some of the bays and edges of the reservoirs and three to five feet of water still get incredibly warm. But once you start hitting some of those deeper pockets and zones like spinning 11 mile to provide for anglers, you can get down to 15, 20 feet and the fish remain really healthy. And, you know, you've got temperatures that are remaining in the low 60s and the bite seems to be pretty active. So it's nice to do that. It's not always a top water game, but you can really concentrate on depth control and have opportunities that aren't always around and available. Those are some pretty deep still waters, especially 11 mile exceeding a hundred feet. Yeah, there you go. And of course, if you didn't have enough to do, you probably have, I don't know how many Yetis in your crawl space getting ready for clean the dream, right? <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. You say that I'm so excited for this year. It's the eighth annual. And as you know, you've seen the process. You were kind enough to come out last year and support us, Marvin. And be here at the house with me and see how it all comes together. And yeah, Yeti's Yeti's goodies have come in. We've we've got some great opportunities this year for trash removal. We've got some really good companies on board. And I I think in the long run, you know, when we look at Clean the Dream, it's it's nice because it really has become an annual event that a lot of anglers look forward to. And it's it's nice for that to be something that I'm involved with and others are involved with Brandon Kramer and Scott Robertson, his father so many great people that are on board to help us out. So it really, it's made a big difference and it's nice to just give back to the resource and the communities too, knowing we have that on board. Yeah. And I guess the great thing too, right, is it's not just uh, the, you know, the dream you're cleaning the entire watershed on that day. It's yeah, it's incredible. We have, you know, all of South park, you've got 200 miles in circumference and we've got three still waters over 20 miles of public river systems. And we literally did last year, we accomplished it. And you were a part of that, Marvin. We did South Park, meaning 11 mile, Spinney, Antero Reservoirs. We did Badger Basin, Tomahawk, Spinney SWA, and the Drain Stream. And collectively, I think it was 275 volunteers showed up and collected 1,200 pounds of trash. And a couple notes on new sponsorship and something that's really we're excited about. I couldn't believe this happened. Is Colin Dunn stepped up and was kind enough to reach out to us and and help us find a new sponsorship. And that's with Michael Bukowski and and Pikes Peak Forestry. They're bringing up a 20 yard dumpster. They're going to collect the trash, haul it back to Colorado Springs, get an exact weight of it, and dispose of it for us. So they're one of the biggest sponsors we've had like Yeti for this event over the years. And it's, we're just super excited to have them on board. In addition to all the other great companies that are there, Fish Pond, Yeti, Scientific Angler, Sims, so many have, have stepped up to help us out, but that's really something that we're excited about and look forward to that relationship for years to come. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I think, didn't I see on Instagram too, that Adam Hortonberry is sending you some flies? 
Yeah. Adams, you know, stepped up. We have individuals stepping up to offer. He offered $200 in his personal store for flies. And he's a wonderful man and a great fly designer and tire. And yeah, just individuals doing what they can to make it something that they're very proud of. And Lucas Farnham does the same. He owns the Black Bear Diner restaurants in Colorado Springs. And he stepped up since the beginning is really our backbone financially to fund the food and the tools and bags and everything we need to collect all the trash within the valleys. So there's, there's some amazing individuals doing work as well. It's pretty cool to see it. Yeah. And I think one of the neatest things you said, 250 people last year, but I think the amazing thing is the number of people that travel significant distances. I mean, they're not from the Denver Metro area uh, to come out and pitch in. It's amazing. I mean, from other States, people drive, people fly, People come out to be a part of this. And, you know, when they go back home, it also spreads to their, their you know, towns that they live in, their home waters. You know, they take pride in doing what they've done here and I think show the same respect in their home waters and their local towns or cities and areas they live in. You know, every every individual counts, every piece of trash counts. And that's really the, the message we're trying to get across is just to protect these resources that we find love in, the resource that I find a career in. And we want to make sure that, you know, children and grandchildren, future generation of anglers can do the same thing and walk these beautiful banks and walk the still waters and know that you're not looking at trash. You're looking at the pristine beauty that should be there from day one. Yeah, absolutely. And so let's kind of get down to brass tacks, you know, date and time and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, I appreciate that, Marvin. So it's August 26th, Saturday, 8 o'clock a.m. And it's on the Dream Stream, the section of the South Platte River noted as Charlie Myers State Wildlife Area below Spinney Reservoir. And when you drive there, as far as location, there's a bridge parking lot. It's the only bridge that crosses the river. We all meet at the bridge parking lot at 8 a.m. You can enjoy some orange juice, some donuts, some coffee, everybody waking up, gathering. You get giveaway prizes just for showing up, fish pond with the packet out pods, other companies stepping up with a giveaway when you show up. We give you trash. We have all the tools and utensils to be effective collecting trash. And then we come back after four or five hours, we have a great barbecue. And then after that, we have this amazing raffle and it's just a giant celebration. So all you need to do is show up at eight o'clock, bring your bug spray, bring some sunscreen, a hat, some shades. If you want to bring the waiters, please do. We're you know welcome to grab the waiters, pop in the still waters, pop in the river and help out or do it by land. Bring the whole family. No age restrictions at all. We love to get the young kiddos in it, the people that have been in the Valley for numerous decades. So it's it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for that day to come. Sooner than later, it's almost here. Yeah, and you know, another great thing maybe is to bring a pair of gloves if you got them, right? Absolutely. Gloves, we will have gloves available. We have pickup sticks, five-gallon buckets. Yeti's been producing the buckets for us and really stepping up to the plate. We do, do those for giveaways every year. But yeah, gloves are a good thing to have. And and just anything you can think of when you're out there. I mean, a lot of the trash that we collect now is also micro trash. So if you have any rakes or anything you want to bring of your own from home, it's always help out as well. So micro trash, bigger trash items and, and gloves are definitely a big one. And bug spray, I can't emphasize enough. We'll be in some marshy areas where the trash can collect from wind blowing it all over the place. And that's a big one for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And no need to pre-register, right? No, we've tried it in the past. You know, we found when people try to register, it's difficult because it really doesn't give us the tally in the market. We want to provide an opportunity for people that aren't don't even know about the event. Let's say people are driving down the road and 
see this this large gathering of people and the flags and the banners from the companies and smell the great food and they're like hey what's going on here and you know those are the people that we we also want to emphasize on and concentrate on giving back the information and knowledge to know that they can make a difference and they can join us every year to celebrate so yeah it's no registration required just bring yourself and any goods that you need with you and the good spirits and positivity and we'll all make a difference together. Yeah. And if folks want to either get more information or get a reminder of everything you just went through, where should they go? I think the best place is you can find it on my website, the social medias, and you know, a lot of the people that are spreading the word out there. I'll have a couple posts coming up on my Instagram page, which is Land and Mare Fly Fishing. My Facebook page, Land and Mare Fly Fishing and Land and Mare, both a personal and a business page. Those are the best ones to find information. And the poster really does give it away. But just remember, claim the dream, August 26th, 8 a.m. at the Bridge parking lot. And we'll have signs directing anglers in from every spot, from Highway 24 or even up County Road 23 or 59 from some of the back road entrances by 11 Mile Reservoir. So you'll be able to find the flags and signs that will lead you right to the parking lot. Yeah. And do not speed in Lake George. <laughs> yeah. Small towns. They have, they have a lot of sheriffs and state troopers that are looking at people rightfully. So looking at people speeding, but just remember it drops down to 35, 40, each one of those towns, even if you're blazing at 65. Yeah. <laughs> <For sure>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And speaking of, <laughs> speaking of blazing, you know, I've seen, uh, seen some of your new bugs getting dropped on Instagram. What you got going on there? Oh yeah, thanks for asking. It's it's been amazing. You know, I'm I'm honored in being that I can wake up every morning and very, very thankful to be with these companies, work with the companies that I believe in giving back and believe in helping anglers succeed on the water. And Uncle Feather Merchants is one of these great companies. And my mentor, John Barr, and other great anglers, Russ Miller, Jacob Bursland, everybody I work with there, Brent Bauer. It's just awesome to see a company that produces flies that are allowing anglers to be successful and i never imagined fly design would be such a big part of my life and career and i knew that it was going to help out with guided trips but being able to reach past the anglers i fish with daily is something i'm truly thankful for and and this year i'm excited to announce we've got the chubby damsel out which is my first foam dry fly and damsels have been one of my favorite hatches year after year and this thing floats like a mothership and hanging flies below or just individually through the chop and the waves can produce. The mini leech has been my standard, one of my beginning flies with Bruce Richardson from day one. And I'm happy to announce that the big request from so many anglers is we need a hot bead on it. We need an egg bead to make it an egg sucking leech. So we now have black and olive with the hot head leech. So it's a hot head mini leech that's available. And lastly is the trident tube midge a coronamid pattern with the orange wing bud with resin in four different colorations with green, red, black, and silver, red, and black. So we've completed that series and they're all in the pipeline. They're all in house at Umpqua and I'm hoping those can be out in anglers hands sooner than later and help them out on the water. Well, well there you go. You got, I know you're kind of working on this like everybody else kind of uh, in the industry is, you know, anything you can tell people about where you're going to be during show season in early 2024. Sure. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm hoping to do all the shows with uh, the fly fishing show. You know, it's been great year after year. And I know you're part of that. That circus is what we call ourselves, the big traveling roadies. But <laughs> it's awesome to be out there with, you know, Ed Engel and 
Jeff Courier, myself, Jason Randall, so many great people. But Peremskis do a great job with the show. So I'm going to be at the fly fishing shows this year. I'll be at Trout Fest in Texas. Happy to be up there. And it's been a while since I've been back to Texas to celebrate with all the great folks there. And and hopefully in Virginia as well. And have a chance to come up and hang out with you and Blaine and do some fishing before or after the uh, Virginia Fly Fishing Festival as well. So I'm looking forward to attending these events and seeing everybody during the winter season. But before that, man, we're going to keep cranking on the summer hatches and some of the fall bugs and migratory fish to come, my friend. <laughs> yeah, well, well, there you go. So, folks, if you want to, you know, not get left out, subscribe to Landon's newsletter because that's the best way he'll send a blast out with all of his appearances. And, you know, if you're in uh, the South Park area uh, towards the end of the month for Clean the Dream, you owe it to yourself to check out the event. It's a lot of fun. Uh, just uh, bring your sunscreen. I, uh, you know, being a northern european descent person from the lowlands of the east coast <laughs> i uh, i yeah. got i got sunburn walking across the parking lot um but uh you owe it to yourself and you know folks watch the heat and uh you know be responsible and get out there and catch a few tight lines everybody tight lines landon thanks marvin appreciate what you do buddy keep up the good work mm-hmm.